Shabbat Shalom, everybody. This week's section of the scroll that will be read is uh, known as Parshat Tetzaveh. And in fact, it's, it's rather strange, uh, without getting into the technical uh, language of uh, this universal language known as the Hebrew language, in, in as much as it says, and you, also means, and you shall command. And therefore the Zohar says, is, is actually uh, redundant. There's no reason why that word should be added. In fact, there are many other instances in this section in which it states that you and then go go ahead and do something. Do you and do you. And so uh, the Zohar provides us with, with the classic purpose of why we are here to listen this reading on Shabbat morning. As we have discussed on so many occasions, that Torah reading is our most powerful instrument and channel by which we can connect to the light force of God. Without the light force of God, without light, then a great deal of darkness has the opportunity to enter into our environment, our environment, our bodies, our social life, our family life, etc. And so every function from a Kabbalistic perspective that takes place in what I call not the synagogue, but the war room, which is more appropriate as a definition, that we understand that when we have come here this morning to listen to, again, something that we had discussed last week, the creation of the clothing, ornaments, that the high priest in the temple or tabernacle would be wearing. Now, frankly, for you and including myself, I couldn't care less how to create the clothing for for the for the high priest, no less than what we discussed last week, insofar as the building, the creation of the tabernacle, something which already doesn't exist, never will exist. And now we we come to listen to, to something that actually has, has not on the surface any pertinent value to my daily life. And the answer is, again, that the reading of scroll, Torah, Shabbat in the morning, in a war room, is to provide us with the opportunity 
to connect with the life force. And this week, back to very powerful. Why is it so powerful? What does the clothing have to do with being powerful? Well, to begin with, the first idea that I'd like to share with you is how many verses do we have again in this week's reading? The answer is 101. 101 for the capitalists and uh, hopefully for all of you who have been attending these war room uh, events, that 101 is the angel Michael. Sharing concept. And so the moment that we attribute the the overall interpretation, definition of what Tichavet is all about, we have, it, it immediately comes to our mind that we are referring to light of mercy or in in a common in a common modern day language the antimatter the antimatter antimatter which is right column energy and so therefore there are 101 verses which is Mikhail which is a code to inform us what do I expect from this morning's reading and therefore our connection will be through whatever is going to be read the idea of anti-matter another strange feature of this week's parsha is that the name of Moses is completely ignored whereas in almost every section of Shemot names his name since his birth has always been included in a reading and yet in this most powerful reading for the idea of anti-matter, which I have already explained on so many other occasions, but remember, anti-matter is the only force, the only power as a vehicle for the life force of God that can remove the limitations of matter, namely time, space, and motion. And we can eliminate time, space, and motion, my friends. We have literally removed all forms of chaos. And so this is what Torah reading is giving us and providing us with this morning. The opportunity of having the establishment of the vehicle, the channel, by which antimatter can be channeled to us 
And so therefore, this coming week should find our lives to a great degree filled with less random and more of antimatter. And what we learn with the absence of, of the name of Moses is that to indicate that that which is more concealed usually reveals more. Kabbalistic dictum. When you reveal, you limit. When you conceal, or totally as it is in this case of this week's reading, and you've concealed the source, the root of all of our knowledge, of all of the availability of tools, disciplines that Moses provided for us, that in his absence, in his concealment, there is something very special going on here, meaning greater revealment. That is the rule. What you reveal, it, 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 it's no less than if I have a thought and then I, I, I ultimately translate that into words. There may be a thousand people listening to my words and then there could be a thousand different opinions as to what I meant or what I said. However, if everyone could directly connect to my mind the thought that I intended to share and not have to go through the limitation of words, then understand more can be revealed. So it is the absence of the physical material, the physical forms of channel, which also includes, in fact, at its highest form of, of channeling, which is, of course, the universal language of the Hebrew letters, even there, what is, what is not revealed, what is concealed, will provide us with a higher, much higher level of revealment, providing us with this most vital, most vital, aspect of life, of the tree of life. The antimatter or, or the light of Kassadim, the light of mercy. Now there are many aspects here that, and I would like to touch upon one of them, and that was the Urim that I have written much about in, in my writings. This was the breastplate that surprisingly enough, whatever question was directed towards this breastplate, the answer was always forthcoming. Almost like a computer, except a computer can only amass for you information and then the decision is left to the receiver of this information. Whereas when we are discussing the Urim Vitumin and a question was asked, it wasn't just merely furnishing information pertinent 
applying to to the question, but the answer rather was yes or no. Or do it this way, do it that way. It was very, very precise. An amazing contraption, far superior to anything that is presently available. And so we have this additional tool, the Orm Bitumen. And every aspect of the clothing of the, of the high priest and of the priestly family. What does clothing mean? Well, for most it means designing clothes. For others it means keeping warm. For others it might mean being dressed and so we're not naked. And that in fact reminds me of something that I've always used on occasion, that in order to reveal ourselves normally, to reveal ourselves to the public, I've got to conceal myself, I've got to get dressed. In a raw naked state is not the way you become revealed. That's for the privacy of your own home. So here you see that paradox on a very literal level. And so, but what is the Kabbalistic interpretation of clothing? And so Rabbi Asher Gloria, in his, in, in Rabbi Asher's treatise on the Ten Lumen Seven Nations, states that clothing, clothing, all forms of clothing, have the potential to act as a channel for the last dimension of Malchut, the ultimate channel by which the life force of God becomes manifest, where this anti-matter begins to operate. It is not a question of clothing, but rather this is clothing around the body and as Rabbi Asher said, clothing becomes an integral part of the entire system. You have bone, you have the, the, uh, the uh, meat aspect, you have the uh, veins and arteries, you have the skin, all of these aspects are not merely placed to act in whatever position they are for a functional purpose. They contain particular energies. And so therefore, when we learn about the bone structure, and which is not what I'd like to discuss here at the present, but just to give you an idea how the Kabbalists observed and reviewed every aspect that exists on the physical level because everything is about energy. Everything that we feel, touch, see is our opportunity to become acquainted with the things around us. It is the lack 
and ignorance of our environment that has created so much chaos because we don't know the intrinsic structure like the bone. Bone is chachma. Bone is chachma. The bone structure, the 248 joints that exist in our in the human body, they all represent something. The bone is the highest level, and therefore it produces the immune system. Then comes the veins and arteries. They represent the Bina's sphere of consciousness. And then you have the meat of the human being, which represents Zerampin, and then ultimately, insofar as the body is concerned, you have clothing after, after the finale of this body. How each aspect of our environment, of our our very existence, the human body, each one contains, and that's what keeps it moving, that's what keeps it functioning, is related to an aspect of a level of particular spherotic consciousness. And so, in this Pasha, everything is directed to enhancing the Malchut, this physical reality, enjoying as the Ve'ata, says the Zohar, bringing, and this is the ultimate of what we hope to achieve today, this morning, and that is to bring and join and permit the infusion of the tree of life consciousness, the flawless universe, becoming mer merged with every aspect of the physical reality, so that the physical reality now is bonded because of this reading this morning, is bonded with that flawless universe and how much we need we need these opportunities to remove chaos from our lives. Shabbat shalom to all of you.